0: coming up on squats and margaritas you say if you are making conscious effort and like acknowledging what the other person needs you should see a change in their behavior
1: yeah you should if you don't then then you have your answer most couples who i've worked with what they need is an attitude adjustment they don't have a loving attitude towards their partner and when they start to do that and bring in appreciation and trying to understand their partner trying to understand their psychology just the way that person operates a lot of times when they make those adjustments to the attitude magic happens and sometimes it doesn't then your answer is just that much more clear if you're deliberating whether or not you should stay or
0: go welcome to squats and margaritas i'm Erin washington a mom of two trying to balance all the things I'm a mompreneur, a former college athlete, and a woman that struggled for 20 years with body image, multiple eating disorders, and having no self-worth. I talk to strong, vulnerable, and authentic women and share conversations for other women to feel seen and less alone. If you are looking for tips on how to level up, balance all the things, or just listen and learn from strong, powerful women, you found the right place. This is Squats and Margaritas. Hey senorita, really nice to meet ya. Have some tequila and stay. Oh. This week on squats and margaritas, it's Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach with over 20 years experience in helping people change their relationship with themselves. because that's where it starts. Before you're even looking at having a relationship with someone else, you need to look at your damn self. She hosts the Jillian on love podcast. I have learned so many gems from her podcast, from her Instagram. And I have her here today to share some of those gems with you. As you know, I am mid-divorce, so... This relationship topic is of particular interest to me in my life right now. I know a lot of other women who are going through divorces or have recently divorced that are kind of questioning what happened, how do they move on, where did it go wrong? We're getting into all of it. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode. Please do me a favor and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It'll allow other people to find the show. And if you found something to be helpful, please share this episode with Someone Who Needs It. And while I'm thinking of it, my new book, From Pain to Purpose, Finding Meaning in the Mess, is now available on Amazon. Go get your copy. Send one to a friend. Here is my episode with Jillian Tarecki. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, sure. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. I guess we should start. I'm mid-divorce. And so this topic and relationships and kind of analyzing what went wrong. Like, where do I go from here? All of that. Like, it's very, um, top of mind for me. Uh-huh. right now. I, I, I would <laughs> imagine it is mid divorce for sure. Absolutely. And we were together for 18 years Been together 18 for 18 years, years, Wow, 18 years together, eight years, married two kids. And I wanted to start with relationship to self because I feel like that is what happened in my marriage. I loved him, but I didn't love me. And I wanted to start there because you say how we feel about ourselves determines the quality of our lives. And the relationship with self is a relationship you should be looking at before any relationship with another person.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very important. I mean, look, I I, I don't want people don't have to have this amazing relationship with themselves in order to be in a relationship, you know, because a lot of times we will learn we learn how to love ourselves more when we're in a relationship and relationally. So that being said, that's very important because then that's like telling people who struggle with their self-worth that they're not capable of being in a relationship. It's not true, though. If you really struggle, the thing is, is that it's not about let's get my relationship with myself great and then I can be in a relationship. It depends on who you're talking to. If there's someone, if I'm speaking to someone and they have a history of Toxic relationships, abusive relationships, codependent relationships, on just forget about victim villain, just unhealthy relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, then something needs to be addressed in their relationship with themselves. There's work that needs to be done. Um, but that doesn't mean that you know you can be in a relationship. And we still, we still have to work on ourselves when we're in a relationship. It's not like let's work on ourselves and then we can be in a relationship. We have to, we have to tend to ourselves all the time. And, you know, our relationship with ourselves is, is about also being very, um, honest with ourselves. Like that's a big part. Yes. Of, of our relationship, being honest with ourselves. Some people, their relationship with themselves has to do more with self-esteem. Yes. So it's more about learning how to have a voice in a relationship. For some people, their relationship with themselves has more to do with how they treat their bodies. Mm-hmm. Right. So for some, it's it's a combination of all of it. So when we think about or when we have the conversation around, relationship with self, um, we have to think about, well, what, what exactly does that actually mean? It sort of encompasses all of it.
0: Yes. I'm glad you said that. So it's not just about like being in love with yourself and loving who you are before you get in a relationship. It's more like understanding who you are and going there and really like looking at your needs, like what you require in a relationship I feel like I don't have these numbers. I wish I did, but I bet they're high of women who have filed for divorce in their 40s because I feel like women do not know who they are until about 40. And so if you meet your husband in your 20s, my husband always say you meet their representative. You meet someone that's like, oh my God, I love that movie or whatever you want. And that's exactly what happened. I was 24. I am self-aware enough now to know that I was probably attracted to my husband for validation because. I did not have self-worth and he was an NFL Pro Bowl linebacker. You're also 24. I was 24, but I had no body image, multiple eating disorders. Like I can answer all that. I struggled. I was coming out of the mess. He was shiny. I I see that now. I loved him. I I still love him. We co-parent together, but he is not my match. And I think he was the match for a very insecure, not having self-worth Woman. And when I stepped into purpose and started doing what I'm doing now and really realized who I am, we're not a match anymore. And yeah. I wonder how much that happens when women kind of step into purpose later on in life where they're like, hold on, like maybe I was projecting something that he was a match for in yeah. my 20s and 30s, but now I almost feel like I'm on a higher vibe and I really have done the work personally. And now I'm like, maybe he isn't the match. And I think I just went along with it for so long because, like I said, validation and I felt like I wasn't worthy of something else. And when I did my self-work, that's why I wanted to start there, looking at my authentic self and what I want, he wasn't it. And we're ending the marriage.
1: Well, I mean, look, this happens just to people in general. I mean, yeah. the the amount of change and growth that typically happens um within a human being between the ages of 24 and 40 is quite is is often quite immense so um a lot of people when they get married when they're much younger find that as they do grow more into themselves they discover that, that that they're no longer a good match for the person that they're in a relationship with i think that that has to be uh quote unquote normalized i mean this is just this is just something that happens we mm-hmm. grow um, we are evolutionary beings and we change and sometimes we change together and sometimes we grow apart. Yes. And that's just, I think that's just, it's just part of the deal of being a human being here.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, When you're saying yeah. like you grow together, cause I'm like, well, how did the people that made it into their forties stay married? Cause they're growing together. And somebody, I feel like that's another thing too. If somebody is growing spiritually, uh, career wise, whatever it is. And the other person is sort of stagnant. It could be itchy and almost like, I know you say you should want to see that person fully fulfilled. And that is what love is. But I don't know. I feel like if one person is finding fulfillment, I guess it, then it's not the right match. If that person No,
1: no, it's just it's it's I think it's just growing apart. Look, people stay married for lots of different reasons. Um, some of those reasons are love, some of those reasons are that they were raised with a belief system that says you just don't get divorced. Mm-hmm. Some of them were raised with a very different expectation of a relationship, which is it's just companionship it's not supposed to be growth and evolution it's like so there's lots of people who stay in relationships for very different reasons okay. but a common reason is growing apart is one person growing at a very specific speed in one direction and the other person's growing at a different speed in the other direction and then you realize what was once right is no longer right. And this is just the thing that people, we don't talk about enough. It's just part of life. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this, now back to squats and margaritas.
0: And when your the relationship is quote unquote, like failing. um, I love how you talk about, like, we look at like what we're not getting and what they're not doing for us. And we don't look at what am I not giving to them or what they may need? You only look at it as like the victim mentality. And that's totally, I was like, well, he doesn't support this and he doesn't. And just after like listening to some of your podcasts, like knowing this was coming up, I'm like, huh, I don't ever think, well, maybe he's acting this way because I'm not meeting his needs. You, we just go to, how are they not meeting mine? And you say relationships are not 50, 50. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, the 50 50 relationship I scratched is a, is a transaction. You know, I mean, relationships should be, first of all, the goal should be 100 100. So, what does yes. that mean? It just means like, okay, you're 20% today. I'm at 50% today. So, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to pick up the slack. And I think that it's about being your best, even when your partner is not at their best. And I see that too (laughs) often we people have a tendency to when we're like feeling crappy to want, you know, misery loves company. Yes. And so I think what's very dangerous for couples and I think is responsible for the high divorce rate is. People being like, Janet Jackson's word, what have you done for me lately? And not not enough people being like, oh, I wonder how this person is feeling. I wonder how I am as a partner. And to bring it full circle when it comes to relationship with self, I mean, ultimately with the relationship with ourselves, we're trying to um, build our self-awareness and part of being a self-reflective, self-aware person is to acknowledge the ways in which we are not pulling our weight in a relationship. Yep.
0: Exactly. And we have to be the partner that we're seeking out. And if we're just looking at what they're not giving us and we're not giving them what they need, I think I've learned this from you too. It should be, there should be some reciprocity where I know love is not a trade, which yes. I got from you, but yeah. You say, if you are making conscious effort and like acknowledging what the other person needs, you should see a change in their behavior. Yeah, you should.
1: If you don't, then, then you have your answer, but usually it takes just one person in a relationship to really make some changes to their own behavior, to their own, the, the stories that they have in their head. And then they can, they can actually transform. I mean, a person can transform their relationship, but just by changing their behavior. But if, if by changing your behavior and your attitude towards your partner, yes, because that's not just behavior, it's the attitude that we have towards our partner. Is it loving or is it resentful? Resentment is a mental prison. It's a mental (laughs) prison. Right. So, most people, most couples who I've worked with, what they need is an attitude adjustment. They don't have a loving attitude towards their partner. And when they start to do that and bring in appreciation and trying to understand their partner, if their partner's a different gender, trying to understand their psychology, just the way that person operates. A lot of times when they make those adjustments, to the attitude magic happens. And sometimes it doesn't, then you just, then you have, then your answer is just that much more clear if you're deliberating whether or not you should stay or go.
0: Yes. And when it's unclear, like somebody maybe doesn't have the most pleasant, cheery attitude towards you. And you're like, what is going on? I also learned from you that sometimes an apology, it somebody requires an apology and you may not even know and yeah. they're not getting it and they are resentful and they may not even know, like, they're just, I feel like there is some of that in my relationship too. I'd be like, what is wrong? What did I do? But you say, ask, yeah. ask them yeah. if they need an apology. Yes.
1: But it's also the way that you ask. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: You know, if what you're just like, what? what did I do? I don't understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> hey, fair. Yes. <laughs> That's you really not going to yield yeah. the result that you want. Okay. <laughs> but if it's more like I get this sense that you're upset with me in some way, or there's just some, I get this sense that there's something that I could be doing for you that I haven't
0: been doing. Can we talk about it? Like that? Yeah, I don't say it like that. <laughs> no, <I am. laughs> My other thing is, for 18 years, I, I admit it, I am a martyr. Like I'm like, but I'll do everything. I do everything yeah. around the house and for the kids, and you don't help. I don't ask him. And it's like, because I feel like I have to do all the things. And that is how I validate myself, all the things I do for the family. So I'm not even asking him. And there will be times where just like the breakdown and fighting at night is because I'm giving a bath. Someone else needs wiped. I have two young kids and he's like down in the basement. And I'm like, Oh, does anybody know where daddy is? And oh, that's fine. I'll get it. Martyr, martyr. And then he'll come down and be like, well, I just so Passive, aggressive, martyr. So passive. Yeah. But yeah. I, I feel like, you know, they're getting baths you're their father. I assume that he sees what's going on and would help me as their parent. But he says, you don't ask me, you're not communicating. And I almost feel I this is ridiculous to say, but it's like, I feel like I couldn't handle it. I I don't want to ask him. But then at the same time, I'm upset when he doesn't help me. So I know that I have some blame in this, but it's like, if you are the parent and you know this is going on, and you're so locked into your show or whatever you're doing, I know no, you have no you have to communicate because I, I don't you know
1: because couples do best when they when when they know what their roles are and what their responsibilities are, and so one of the things like you know so there's only just a handful of things that couples fight about money, time, sex, responsibilities.
0: Ours is D, <laughs> responsibilities. Right. <laughs> so that's all we fight about. One. And
1: Good. so that's why there has to be a conversation about like, let's figure out what the responsibilities are. Because some people, some families, it's like, you know, and this is this is definitely a more um Traditional model, but it's like one person is kind of taking care of the household. The other person is taking care of something else. One person is taking care of the kids. But either way, it has to be a conversation. I think that where women really get tripped up is that they want the help, but they also want to control everything. They think, well, I'm just going to do it better. Yeah. But then I'm going to be really mad at you for not doing it.
0: Yeah. So it's a game that we play with ourselves and with the other. Yes, he's not going to do it the right way. So I'm like, I'll just do it. But I'm so yeah. annoyed that you didn't offer to do it. That is yeah. a great segue when you're talking about um, understanding the person that you're with, how much of who we are in relationships is from our programming as a child and what we saw because yeah. he saw his mom do everything. Is that why he's expecting that the mom does everything? Like, um, yeah, but also
1: you, you, you trained him too, because you did everything.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Guys, we're moms. We're not out on the town every night anymore. We're chasing our toddlers through our kitchen. But there are those times where you want just that little extra something. Maybe it's a girl's night, a wedding, a date night, a work event. If you're looking for that little extra confidence boost, you need RejuvaLift. RejuvaLift delivers dramatic results to minimize the look of lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, those 11 lines that I have between my eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes. Guys, it works in four minutes and delivers results up to seven hours. I've tried it. I'm obsessed. And now squats and margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A liftbeauty.com and use promo code margaritas. You need this in your life. Shipping is free. You get 20% off. Go to rejuvaliftbeauty.com. Now back to squats and margaritas. Back in my less self-aware, self-love days, I was fine doing that. But it's like when you kind of come into who you are and you respect yourself a little more, it's like, wait a minute, I do everything. And I are yeah. right. I trained it because for so long. So he's probably like, now you need all this help and you need like, this is not how it was for so long. Like now I have these requirements and I have these boundaries that I didn't have in my twenties and thirties. And I understand where he, like what he sees from his perspective, but I'm not willing to like put these boundaries down. Like this is now I value myself more. These are my boundaries and it is different than what things were before. And he's not willing to pivot with that because it hasn't been working for like a year. And I was just trying to make it work. And then it just got to the point where it was a toxic environment for our kids. And I think a lot of people, that was another reason why people stay. And they have been thriving just being in two peaceful households. And we Mm -hmm. have a great relationship co-parenting because the expectation of whose responsibility is now off the table. Our whole thing was my resentment of him not doing anything and me having to ask and it all stemmed from that. And now that we're just co-parenting that's off and I can like get along with him. I he's my friend. I enjoy being around him, but not as a support spouse role. He's not that for me.
1: Well, I think it's great that you can co-parent. Look, I think that with every divorce, there's an opportunity for us to look inward and to see how we contributed to whatever was not working so that our next relationship can be better because it takes two to destroy a marriage. One person can destroy a marriage with infidelity and whatnot, but there's always, it's not, again, it's not 50-50, but we all have to see. So it might be, you know, 70-30, but we have to see especially if it's a relationship where you can be very honest with yourself and say I didn't communicate certain things I didn't think about his needs this is the kind of self reflective work that people need to do post divorce and break up where am i in this you know um where am i what could i do better what do
0: i want to do better next time and then next time like thinking about which i can't after 18 years like even dating but like if i find another relationship And now I know what my expectations are. You don't want to like put them on somebody right away. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to be like, here's what I need. Like, it's so daunting (laughs) to even think about knowing what I want now. Maybe you should just enjoy your freedom. I will. I I just feel like, well, I have you. Like, if you have any thoughts (laughs) on, I mean, now I know, I just know who I am. You're right. It starts with your relationship with yourself. I didn't love myself. I didn't understand myself. I didn't want to go there and like really look at the dark things that I dealt with in my eating disorders and my depression and all those things. I was just trying to mask it and act like everything was fine. And now that I've went there, I feel like I've kind of released it. I'm not carrying it anymore. And I've kind of stepped into who I really am. And now my eyes are open to like, this is not a match and I'm fine by myself. Like I I truly believe I will, it's not anything like. I need to stay with him. So I have someone here. Like I, that's not a concern. I just don't want to settle. And it's so daunting to think about now starting all over. Like I haven't been on a date in 18 years and not that I'm going to do it like this week,
1: but like, it is very daunting. It is you- very daunting. You just have to do it. And you do it with knowing that like you, I mean I think you can be excited about it because you're a completely different person you know who you are
0: yes. versus
1: when you were 24 you didn't know who you were so you exactly. can actually see it as a very exciting thing to go out into the world knowing who you are I you just have to you just have to flip it on its head and just say well you know instead of being so scared of it you should be more excited about it to go into the world
0: step into the world as as this new person who you are I appreciate that reframe. It's an important reframe. Yeah. I attracted the match for what I was putting out. And it it was that like demure, not confident, like just on his arm woman. And I got the match for that, but it's like, now it's like manifesting. If I'm putting out an energy of who I actually am now, I should hopefully attract the match for this. If that makes sense. Now I'm putting out my actual authentic self. So it made sense that I attracted that match before because I wasn't living as my authentic self. And now that I am.
1: Very few people are living their authentic self at 24. I think you have to, I would just really, you know, give yourself a little break with that. You were, you were, you were very, very young. Mm -hmm. So you're living now you're, you're fully formed human and you know who you are now and there's great benefit to that. Yeah. So you don't have to overthink it or worry about what you're attracting versus what you're not attracting. You're a completely different person than when yeah. you were 24 on every single cellular level.
0: But isn't everyone that's in a marriage? Yes. Everyone and how is. do they make it? <laughs> they, how did they become different people and stay together?
1: More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Now back to squats and margaritas.
0: Well, I, like I
1: said earlier, you know, people stay in marriages for very, oh, they might not be happy. <laughs> okay, yeah, They may not be happy or they might just have different demands of a relationship. In mm-hmm. other words, they don't have many demands of the relationship or they are best friends and it worked. You know, it's really yeah. hard to know. It's really True. hard
0: to know. If someone is listening to this right now, like, hmm, like this is we're all hitting home how do we know that we're not in the right relationship? I, I interviewed someone before and she literally said, if you doubt it, it's not your person. If you have a doubt. And I was like, well, how could you not have any doubt? I don't agree with that.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's good advice. I'm going to be very direct. Doubt okay. is, part. it's very normal to doubt your experience. I mean, think about anything in life. It's normal to doubt things along okay. the way we get in our heads all the time. Our minds can be incredibly messy and neurotic. So doubt is part of it. Doubt is part of it. I think it's more about how much doubt, (laughs) you know, but to once in a while have doubt is, you know, I think that, you know, life is filled with a lot of ambivalence. Like we have a lot of ambivalence towards ourselves. We'll have ambivalence towards others. We'll have ambivalence towards our work. Sometimes that doesn't mean that it's actually wrong.
0: Yeah. Are there ways to, or things to look at that if you're in the wrong relationship, like if this is happening, this is not your person. Do you have anything like that? to look at.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, so what, what stage of relationship are we talking about? Are we talking about dating? Are we talking about, yeah, I guess that's. Tr- I'm trying to
0: not make this so about me and anybody that's listening that just has a partner and is maybe like, yeah, I do feel like that. Like what could they look at to, if you're doubting, is this my person? Should I stay in a relationship, whether it's a dating relationship or a marriage, should you stay with this person? Is it your person? What do you look at?
1: Okay, let's just bring it to dating and someone okay. that you don't know that well. Okay, um, that's good. Do you have <laughs> similar values? Okay. Do you um, do you align in very important matters around like children and all that and money? You don't have to align completely, but are you are you able to have difficult conversations? Do you feel good when you're around them? <laughs> Very, very simple. Do you That's feel good? good? <laughs> Do you feel good when you're around them? I don't think anyone should get serious with anyone until they've had their first fight. Like, don't move in with someone or be like, you know, oh, this is the person who I'm gonna marry until you've had your first fight and see how that goes. Have you seen them under a lot of stress? What happens? Um, are you able to meet in the middle when it comes to your fighting styles, you know, your communication styles, your arguing styles, um, do, are they as interested in you as you are in them? So these are the things that are really important. So if those things are missing, I would say it's, it's not right. Um, you know, obviously if there's any kind of abuse, you should leave right away. I don't, I don't believe in staying for that. Um, but you know, again, it's, how do you know? I think the questions that we have to ask ourselves, if we're in a committed relationship of whether or not it's right, first, you have to just evaluate, have I been communicating? Right. Have I been, have I been connected to myself or am I making this person responsible for my happiness? Do I know what their needs are? Do I know what my needs are? Are we having a conversation about this? Have we sought third party help? Um, am I, have I been particularly stressed lately? Is it, you know, what is my instinct? What is my intuition telling me? Like what? So really, I think that I don't think that anyone should leave a committed relationship unless there's dire circumstances without having the necessary
0: conversations. Okay. And like you said, really understanding what you need and what they need. It makes me think of like attachment style and like love languages, making sure that you're not giving them what you're wanting and you're paying attention to how they receive love. Yeah. They
1: receive love, how they receive security, how they receive like growth, how they receive feeling important. Like, you know, do they feel important to me? Are do they feel like, do I make them feel important? Do I feel important to them? Why not? You know, are, again, are we communicating? So it's not, it's not an easy decision. No. You know, I mean, it's more times than not a very, very difficult decision. You know, am I staying in this relationship because I'm too afraid to be alone, but really
0: I'm not actually that happy. That's a big one. That is. And a self-destruction is a big one. And if someone is not willing to look at their self-destruction and you are, there's nothing that you can do at that point. And now you have kids involved and you have asked them to address a situation and someone is not willing to work on themselves at some point, I don't think it's healthy to stay and be like when you have tried and you have tried it, someone's self-destructing, like their, uh, their behaviors or their mental health situation is destructive. And, it, and that is destroying the relationship that can destroy a relationship. Yes. Just that course part. It can. Yeah, And if they won't get it help, can. I can't be a part of that and, and allow my kids to be a part of that. So that was kind of like, what am I modeling for my daughter that this is a normal behavior? And this is what marriage looks like or what love looks like. Cause she's going to seek that out. Or if something happens like that to her, she's gonna be like, Oh no, this is fine. This is marriage. This is, so that was a huge thing for me. If anyone else is listening, like what am I showing her to accept? Cause I am the model for that for her. Yes. So I think that's another thing to consider. Like maybe I go back to like, 18 years of like how things used to be. And you miss everything I miss is not my current situation. What I'm dealing with now is just, I guess we both have changed because this is not something that I was dealing with before. And if somebody will not get help, how how can I, I can't hold the relationship together for two people.
1: Yeah, it's very. It's no. It's very difficult when someone is going through something and they're being destructive or midlife crisis or something like that, and then they're not willing to get help. Yeah, it's a very helpless feeling to be in a relationship with someone who's not willing to get help to change certain things that are
0: not serving the relationship, the marriage. It's very, very. It's very hard. It is, and at at some point you have to just like. I you feel guilty almost like leaving when they're in this state but mm-hmm. at what point and I, and that's the other thing too like yes you when you said you should get third party counseling what if one person won't do that like I yeah. you can't I don't know it's just I like I think too both
1: people have to participate in the relationship it takes two yeah it's very difficult
0: That takes like some of the pressure off too, where you're just like, or the guilt of like giving up. Cause I just, the whole thing too, I was like, I made vows and we have these kids and it marriages for life. And like you work on it, but you can't be the only one working on it. Like,
1: no, and look, sometimes that's where an ultimatum is necessary, but it's all in the presentation of it. It's I love you. I want to be there for you, but you are not willing to help yourself and you're not willing to do anything. And I, in order for me to function in this relationship, I need some things to change.
0: Love it. And then we'll just end it with if somebody is newly divorced or going through a divorce, like just one tip. I think you've already given it probably of where to focus, and it's probably yourself before getting into a new relationship.
1: Focus on yourself and your freedom. I think that, you know, not enough people really, uh, celebrate enough after a divorce. I mean, most of the time, and really it is most of the time you get a divorce, you're not getting a divorce because you were happy. You're getting a divorce because things were really difficult. Yeah. So now you're free.
0: Like, but that's what everybody, the first thing everybody <laughs> says, is, Oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's fine. And I yeah. thank you, but it's fine because well, exactly. it can be a very high, you know, divorce can
1: be very upsetting and very hard, but yes, it's great. You can just, you can say, I'm going to enjoy my freedom
0: now. Thank you. Again, with the reframe, where can people find you if they want more?
1: Ah, well, I mean, you just need to know my name, Jillian Tarecki. So on Instagram, on TikTok, JillianTarecki.com. And uh, yeah, you just need to know my first name and my last name, and
0: you will find everything that you need to find. And you need Jillian on love podcast in your life. I can tell oh, yes.
1: you that. <laughs> I forgot. I should mention my podcast, Jillian <laughs> on love. Thank you very much. Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to pods. For the women out there, I just had an amazing membership called the conscious woman. And this is for women for all stages. Some, some are divorced, some are not who all want to do this sort of self-reflective work to make themselves more conscious and a lot more skilled in
0: relationships. And where do we sign up for that?
1: Yes. So you just go to JillianTarecki.com and then you'll see it right there. Or you can Google the Conscious Woman membership and it's only $36 a month. And there's, a, there's tons and tons of content, some live content with me. So it's pretty awesome. It's a global community now. Wow. It's, so
0: it's pretty phenomenal. And your Instagram, like just click through her reels, like just the gems that you drop daily. I'm glad we got into all of them. This was exactly what I hoped it would be. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.